we could talk about the fact that Sony is allegedly refunding customers who purchased WWE 2K20. They definitely waited long enough for no one to still have the receipts for that, because no one's assumably bought that in, like, months. Well, if you did buy it and you did happen to keep your receipt because Christmas, now you can get a refund. I love those wrestling games are, like, bad fun, but that one just seemed literally held together with, like, chewed gum. Yeah. Does a disc that isn't a complete disc work? No. I have weird, um... Oh, okay. I definitely have a false memory of a Star Wars PlayStation game not being a full circle. There's no way that's real, though, right? Apparently, it's only people that bought the game digitally. If you bought a hard copy of the game, you're still fucked. Lovely. That's that's they're looking out for their people. Hmm. So. Um, ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast that thinks Mumbo Number Four was better than Five. Uh, my name is. Excuse me, <laughs> we don't all hold that belief. How do you know? Because I don't hold it. Have you even heard the fourth one? Yep. That's what you. That's what the Area Fifty One raid was all about: is getting the four previous Mumbos. Yes. My name is Toby DePola, and last week we begun our ongoing Mr. Miracle saga. We did. Uh-huh. If you haven't heard it, check out our back catalogue and subscribe to hear later pieces throughout the year. Now, when I'm del- delving into the, like, we, the- We're back, baby. Yeah. What? We were back last week. We were back last week, but we didn't talk about being back. Okay. So now I'm just letting you know, in case you were wondering where we were, we're back. Yeah. Welcome to 2020, where presumably- we put all the horrible shit first, and it's going to be okay the rest of the year. <laughs> I'm just, look, if it ends badly, I'm Gatsbying out of this. Okay. Just be prepared for that, old boy. Um, yeah. Thank you to the 2% that actually got that job. So when I'm delving into those deep, depressing, or as it existential comics, like the Mr. Miracle stuff, I like to have a palate cleanser on standby. Something light and fun to bring me back out from under my bed. And for me, personally, that's where my anime and manga throw down the most. Like, I know I'm probably doing it wrong, and I'm annoying the real, like, proper weebs out there, given that I've never watched anything from Shonen Jump, Dragon Ball, One Piece, the current one. My Hero Academia? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Sword Art Online? No, never seen it. Um, I'm just... Sailor Moon, barely. Pokemon, I've, yes, I've but the four the, kids I've version. Seen, so I've seen Sailor Moon. Yeah, but we've only watched the four kids one where they're cousins, where they were cousins instead of lovers. So I don't know if people would count that shit. Look, I watched it when it. Aired. Brock liked the donuts. Okay, that's I where we're from. I liked it when it. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Sailor Moon. It's it's all four kids where it's been overly. I Americanized. watched it when it came out. So Look, the point is we're garbage. We are. Yeah. So. Look, we're not trying to hide it, at least. Yeah, we, we don't watch none of that stuff, but we'll tear up some blenders, you know? Yeah. It's that slice of life stuff with a hint of weirdness that is the total jam for us, you know? So after part one of Mr. Miracle, it made sense for us to cover Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, the animated series, not the manga. Um, reluctantly joining this me this week is our producer, Kaisei. Um, I'm here. Um, I've already asked for everyone to subscribe, and we've been terrible at social media, so let's just skip right in and say, what were your first impressions of this show? Um. Why did, why did we start this show? Uh, I think because we were confused by it, and we were confused by the idea of maids, and given the fact that we were going to Japan relatively soonish, we were like, we're going to get on this. It was one of those ones where we randomly click and don't lose interest straight away. <laughs> Just you, you really like, oh, in there. Yeah, I, I, I I'm very. I just come I'm, along for the ride. I'm very toy cost. I'll put something on, and within two minutes, I'm either uninterested or watching it. Yeah. Whether then it's I'm, whether it's good or not, I've already decided. I'm I'm just here. Good. So. I am so. I said we were covering the the anime series. Yes. So obviously it's based on a manga. Written yes. and drawn by a fellow who goes by the name... Oh, give me a sec. Cool Kyo Shinja? Yep. That's, I'm going to go with that. 
Uh, for a monthly magazine called Furutabashi's Monthly Action. Don't know if first appearances are as important with Japanese comics as they are for the Western stuff, but it was the May 2013 issue. Um, it did well, got its own, you know, series running and multiple spin-off series, and Seven Seas Entertainment translated and put it out in the Western world. Uh, we're covering the anime series, so spoiler alert. Um, obviously, it went well enough to get an anime. Yeah. Um, with a season two currently greenlit, but nothing's really been announced or anything. Uh, what, what do you think of the, um, of the comparison between the two? Um, they're, they're pretty, um, like, they're very similar. Yeah, it's one of those ones that's pretty much panel for panel, but... But it's, it's, it's just not, in a different order. It does have, like, clearly the guy that, like, wrote it and everything, he has his own art style, and they've tried to incorporate that into the anime, but it still has, like, its own...ness to it. Mm, the art's a little bit more childish than the studio animation, but it's still got charm to it. It's still adorable anyway. Yeah. Um... I'm going to give his name another go. Um, Kokyo Shinja. At the end of all the books, he's always there, like, thanking you for reading it, and he's like a big fat rabbit with a mustache. I think he's great. Sorry, I'm looking at the manga right now, and then it got saucy. We're thumbing through. Yeah, it's way not in the same order as the series. That's, like, the only key difference. But, like, the dr- like everything looks the same. Like, the dragons look exactly the way they do in the anime. Hmm. The only thing I would say is probably that, like, some characters look either a little bit younger or a little bit older. Yeah, it just doesn't have the, like, studio consistency that a lot of things do. I also like the little, like, vacant expressions. Because a lot of the time when he draws them, like, they won't have eyes or Like, you can tell where their eyes are, but they don't have any, like, expression to their eyes. Um, a thing that carries over from the series that I like is the inconsistency with designs. Mm-mm. Obviously, there's dragons in this, but they go from chubby and adorable to like threatening-looking dragons, just depending on the mood of the scenario. Yeah. yeah, I think it's kind of fun. I left it vague. <laughs> um, no, it, this is this is the insert part where Toby whinges that his anime is exactly the same as his stuff. And then I say, I still find it funny that you... We're working out kinks like we have been for the last two years. Yeah, but now we have new kinks. Because we don't... New kinks, great. We we went to Japan and now we have new kinks. Oh, God. Cool. Okay. Um, so... I always will watch, like, a single-season show. Yes. On Crunchyroll Funimation, wherever you have it's, it. It's a problem that we have. And I'll... Yeah, because it ends every time. It ends real suddenly. I want to get more. You, you want to so expand the universe. So, obviously, my next bet is to go and read it. But it's always identical. It's very frustrating. I could play Persona 5... Or I could watch Persona 5, and they've just released the Western translation for the Persona 5 manga. They're all identical. No one's made any... No one's extended the universe or done anything different. It's kind of pointless to have so many multiple versions. I still find it weird that you don't like that about anime. Yeah. Because the second the Western stuff does exactly the same thing, you get grumpy. No, I want Western to do it, because no, things but- like the Hush animated movie is so fucking terrible. But that's what I'm saying. You want it to be in West... When it comes to anything comics related, you want it to hit beat by beat exactly what it did in the book. Mm. The second that they do that in Japanese stuff, I'm you like, get oh, mad at I them. I want the other thing. Yeah. That's... I can't... But I, even then, they... You know, I would prefer that it's, you know, I, I like the Japanese stuff because it does stick to where it came from. Because I've been burnt so many times mm. by movies and books and TV shows and things, and they're not, like, 
they completely missed the mark of capturing what the actual thing was about. At least this, I know that if I really like the book, I really like the TV show. If I really like the TV show, I really like the book. Mm. But then you have other camps, like the Penny and Stock in manga, which was different and didn't work as good. But maybe it's from the Batman animated movies that they used to do. Like the Year One and Dark Knight Returns were give or take roughly the right art style. They did everything beat for beat. And then they got lazy and started using this really lazy in-house art studio that yeah. sucks and they keep making stylistic choices no one fucking wants. Yeah. Batman Ninja. Batman Ninja, the Hush fucking movie. Oh my god. I don't Bad think, Blood, I don't, Batman versus Robin. I'm pretty sure you decided to watch Hush shit. without me and then we're like, we're not doing that again. Yeah, you don't need it. It's, yeah, it's atrocious, but we'll, we'll I'm not talking about that right now. I'm not ready. <laughs> I haven't, you haven't quite, you know... My, my point that. is, I want more... I want, I want to extend universes harder, but that's just not really a thing, I guess. I mean, but you haven't completely gone away from that, because, like, you really like Magical Senpai. Mm-hmm. And her books are well ahead of her movie, her TV shows. We're maybe a volume ahead. I think we're literally right, waiting for more to be written so they can animate it. But that's the other thing. Like it's the in Game that, of it's, Thrones, George R. R. Martin scenario. Where we're quietly waiting bit, for more, so we can see more. I know it's the same vibe. We're just sitting here waiting for it to get written because we're ready now. Mm. Now, um, so so, what do you prefer of this, the manga or the anime? Well, I can understand the anime, so. I did maybe buy them. I don't have to sit there and read the books with my Google Translate on my phone. They are on the, our comicsology. Yeah, but at the moment, I can re- sit there and read the Google Translate on my phone. Yeah. And, you know, it just doesn't have the same vibe. Yeah, it's a little stop and starty when you got to translate. Every page and every panel. Yeah, mm-hmm. can take a while. Yeah. So... P.S. If you're going on a on a trip to Japan, Google Translate is your friend. Yeah, when it works. Is your friend. Oh, the cue card thing works. Yeah. The camera wasn't so good. The camera... Look, just download Google Translate. It'll help. We're not sponsoring Google. But um, if you wanted to sponsor us, Google, we're open to the uh, negotiations. No, we spend too much time roasting the stadia. They're not coming. Yeah, but they could make me new phone cases. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the translation thing. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, depending on your preference, is licensed in English for the Funimation streaming service, mm-hmm. and subtitled for Crunchyroll, with a few dubbed too, for some reason, such as French, German, yep. Portuguese, and Spanish. Of course, all make perfect sense. Yeah. Um, it was also licensed to a couple of Japanese channels for actual airing, as you could probably imagine. Uh, but it was made by the Kyoto Animation Studios, and as much as I wanted to avoid the topic, it kind of can't be avoided, because it was made at Kyoto Animation, and the series was directed by Yashiro um, Takamoto, who was one of the many people who died during the big arson attack in July last year. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, that fire happening. I don't remember the news covering much after the fact. I didn't realize how fucking terrible it was. It it was big. Mm. It did make the news over here, like just the fact that it happened. Yeah, that's about as far but, as it went. Well, I I delved a little bit further in mm-hmm. because you were like, "Oh, do you remember this happening?" And sadly, I was like, "No." Oh. Mm. So, a forty-one-year-old person broke into the animation studio and burnt it to the ground. Yeah. He literally covered the building in ignition fuel and set fire to it. Um, 36 people died. 33 people were injured. Most of the studio and computers and materials were destroyed. It is one of the deadliest massacres in Japan since WW2. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that says a lot. Um, I feel the odd part of the story, though, is that the man didn't even work for the studios. So how, how many was that, sorry, that died? 
36. Okay, this one man did more than famous John Wayne Gacy in a single afternoon. Again, he didn't work for the studio. I'm worried. I, I he was... apparently, mm-hmm. people that were around at the time, say that as he was attempting to flee, he was whinging about plagiarism. At the time of us recording this, the studio, it's still getting shows out, like, because they had films and that that were set to release. Mm. And shit got destroyed. Just afterwards or, like, beginning. So their main focus at the moment is to get anything that was in post-production with, like, they delayed it all, but to get that stuff out first. They haven't said about stuff that was in pre-production or greenlit, so we don't actually know what's happening with Miss Kobayashi. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's sitting in a limbo and its series producer's dead. Yeah. Um, But they're also deciding what they're going to do. Like, the building has been knocked down, but they don't know what to do with the land where it was. Mm. Because the studio wants to turn it into, like, a memorial park, and the city are asking them not to do that. Yeah, so it's... Sitting in a weird spot. Yeah. I would say support them, however you could. Well, and so that was another thing that I found out in my research. It became a huge thing of... There was, like, GoFundMe pages and that set up because... um, And, like, a lot of studios, including Disney Japan, donated a heap of money... Um, because they, like, the first thing they wanted to do is anyone that had been injured or killed, they gave huge big, like, packages to the families. Mm -hmm. Um, because the studio was like, oh, we're not going to take money while they're suffering. So they took care of all of those people, and then they still had money left over, and that's what they were currently using to try and, like, push through as much as what they had finished to keep going. Yeah. Um... And they gave all of their staff, like, a paid extended break so that they could deal with, obviously, like, the trauma of it. So, like, it was actually, I hate to say really well handled, but the people that needed to be taken care of were taken care of. So, it's kind of a... No, they they did what they could. Yeah. the situation. It's one of those situations where you can't be like, there's a silver lining, but... Mm. Yeah, it's... It was, yeah, it was a bigger tragedy than I thought. Yeah. Worse than John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Worse than Ted Bundy. The equivalent of, like, two and a half Jeffrey Dahmers. Like, it was a bigger... It's it bigger than I thought it was. Mm. It, it was... It was... Like it says. I think it's like... Um, it said that it was the one of the worst massacres since World War Two, and it was, like, the second or third most deadly fire that Japan had ever seen. Mm. Well, to try and tangent back in to cartoons, it makes sense, because like I said at the start, the only way to avoid the horrors and existentialism of life itself is to kick back with little slices of life stories that are easier to deal with. Yeah. Hmm. You want to go into casting and characters and stuff? I mean, that's probably the best place to start. Alright, so we've done our crediting for the Japanese version, that's one we watched. It's probably the better choice to go with. Yeah, well, it, the timing fits better. It depends. Yeah, well, it depends on your preference. And you and me are very, I want to call it bilingual with our sub and dub stuff. Yeah, we don't care. It, yeah, it really depends. I've grown attached to the English versions of the Persona characters because I played the game before I watched it. The timing in Panion Stocking is fucking bang on for English. Mm-hmm. Kaijo was just funny to hear them say but in English. Mm-hmm. It's not as funny to read the subtitle. But this is a good Japanese one for us. Alright, so we will start with Mushumi Tamura. Ah, I literally had a hair in my mouth when I could do that. Alright. She voices our main character, uh, Miss Kobayashi. I think the Miss Kobayashi is super boring. But it's what I feel like most people wish their lives could be. Because basically she's an office worker who is either asleep or so drunk that her face completely changes animation. She does the rosy cheeks, screaming, belligerent, drunk, yeah. Like... I wouldn't say she's boring. I'd say she's got a very bland, normal life. And she's also a little bit of the... She's a little bit of a Shelly character. Yeah. That you can insert yourself in. Like, Matrix guy. But that's what Luke I, Skywalker. It's, whoever it's the fuck little, else. You know. 
There's, there's not a lot of deep character going on there. She seems to develop it towards the end of the series. But literally, like, that first episode and, like, the first maybe three episodes, she's just there. I don't know, I think it's Like, I don't her... know why the Toru falls in love with her. Because I'm like... I think it's partly because she's it's that... It's a potato. She's that character that all the weird shit has to bounce off of. Mm. If they were all fun, wacky characters, it would be garbage, you know? I, I'm not saying... I'm not every saying show she's... needs a Lisa. Every show needs a Leela. Every show needs... um. What's a third show that exists? No, but, like, I'm not saying that she's boring in a bad way. I'm just saying that, you know, when we are introduced to the character, we don't there's not much. a lot there. Yeah. She's either asleep, working, or drunk. That's it. And then eventually, like, as she watches the rest of the characters trying to fit in and stuff like that, is when she starts to be like, oh, yeah, I remember what it's like to be a human. I'm gonna go call my mom. Once we've met Kobayashi, we have Toru, who is voiced by Yaki Kawahara. Um, you, you should be the one to break down Toru. Toru is a titular dragon maid. So I guess kind of the main character. Mm-hmm. She's obviously one of the main ones. A bit of a refugee from the fantasy dimension of dragons and magic and all that Lords of the Rings kind of shit. Well, there's unicorns too. After a near-fatal stab wound, she escapes into this world to, I guess, just wait for death. She did the, you know, curl up and die kind of thing. Well, well she has a giant sword poking out in the middle of her chest. Yeah, like, it's... she doesn't really have other options. Yeah. That's when Kobayashi drunkenly stumbles into this dragon in the woods after missing her station. Yeah. Well, she slept through it. Yep, and then they, you know, they drunkenly drink and chat for the night. Eventually, Kobayashi's like, hey, dude, feel free to, like, come crash at my place if you like. Yeah. After pulling the sword out. Um, without really understanding the whole life debt Toru now has for this mortal human being. Mm-hmm. So the next morning... Is a, is a fun scene. I like this one. Um, when Kobayashi gets up for work, there's just a fucking dragon on her doorstep. It's like six uh, stories up. Yeah. It's, I would not be okay if that's what I woke up into and I don't drink. Uh, I like her just like, what the fuck? And like, that's about as reactionary as it is. Uh, well, she's probably still drunk at that point. Yeah. I like their meeting. It's a good opener. It's similar to the Zombieland Saga opening. Yes. Yeah, Whereas like... Something just happens that's really weird and obvious and kind of bonkers. Yeah. It's fun like that. Um, eventually, once they're settled in, Toru's magic is tracked by another dragon girl. Kana. Yeah. She's voiced by uh, Maria Naganawa. And, yeah, she's Kana, a small one. Wait, look. I feel like we should just come out and say it. We're really sorry if we're pronouncing all these names wrong. Please let us know in the comments. Look, you know we are. Who are we kidding? We're doing our best. Um, Connor... I'm sorry for the Australian accent, let alone pronouncing anything in it. Yeah. Connor is the best character in the whole show. She's adorable, but I'm worried due to the deviant art I've seen about even aligning myself with the character. I like Connor. She is just a little child. And... She has to. She just kind of leans into that role because yeah, she's like a little dragon. Mm. But over here, she would be like probably eight. She's a little, little tiny girl. Yeah, she's small. And she, she just wants to go to school, and she wants to get the approval of Lady Toru and Kobayashi, and yeah, she sort of. She wants the head pats. Yeah, she sort of becomes. Like a weird accidental daughter to Kobayashi because she wants Toru's approval and it's like, oh, we love this this cranky office lady now. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. And there she is. But she doesn't like her at first. I did enjoy no, well, that. <laughs> she she likes Lady Toru. Mm-hmm. And I call her Lady Toru because that's what Kana calls her. Yeah. Because she's like... I don't know, they kind of give off the feel that she's like a like the cool baby lady in waiting almost. or like a maid in waiting or something to Toru. Like she's Toru's kind of like above her in the dragon food chain. Hmm. So she's being really nice to her and she's like, 
Why, why did you leave? Why did you come here? Okay, if this is what we're doing, then I'm gonna really do it. And she sees, like... Because it starts off with her calling Kobayashi, like, a a slut. Like, a full-on glasses-wearing whore. I know that you're trying to, like, downplay it. That are literally the words she says. Mm. Because she can't understand why Toru would be in in that world. And would be just living with this woman. Dragons think people suck. Because you watched it for a long time. Um... You would think they suck too if they're going around stabbing you with giant yeah, they're swords. All, they're all Skyrim in my ass. But it's like Kobayashi can't go into the um the mall in the middle of town because she's like, it, it looks, looks like, like a castle. castle. I'm having like PTSD. Yeah. Even- eventually, uh, Kana's like, I just want to eat this crab. I just, yeah. I just want head pets. There's a lot of weird moments of her just eating bugs and shit. I've got a school <laughs> backpack and that's pretty cool. I'm gonna go and sleep with it now. So she's got she's got like a little bit of dragging curiosity in her, but at the same time she's like, I I just like she being just a little small. kid. Yeah. Like give me give me num noms and pet my head. So I like her. Um, we can talk about Lucile, which Luka is or Quixicordal. I think is her full name. Something like that. But it's too hard to pronounce. And it's too hard to read in the subtitles, too. Like, I'm, I get it tripped off. Yeah. And she's played by Miniami Takahashi. Mm-hmm. Um, this character is the fan service one of the show. This dragon has, um... Call them beach ball titties. But heavier. She's smuggling something. They're literal melons in size. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, she's kind of like the wise older friend. Her yeah, advice normally isn't shit. Um, she was an ancient god who was banished from the magic world and eventually just kind of hangs around here. Mm. You know? Um, I think she's good. She just is like a cheerful, happy older person. Yeah, but she's creepy with her humans. Because mm. she was, she uses the reasoning that she was summoned by a group of, like, or like a family of magicians. And so she's trying to help, like, the youngest kid harness his magic, but it's real I think crazy. She, yeah, I think she's just a pedophile. She is really harnessing something. Mm. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, ew. Yeah, it, it, it does that stuff. But that's fine, I guess. Personally, I like, um... Oh, I don't like Elma, who is voiced by Yaki Takada. Takada? Yes. Do you, do, you, do you want to talk about her? Um, yeah, she's one of the other dragons who's who follows Toru's magic. Um, I mean, the only good thing about her is that she wants to eat all the things. Yeah, that's her gimmick. Is she's the hungry one? Um, she's like a fish themed dragon, which means she has like a a tail exactly like Vaporeon from Pokemon. Yeah, pretty much. And a narwhal horn. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Which is. Brown and wobbly, and uh, it kind of looks like a turd. Yeah, I'm not a fan of her. Yep, she's a bit... But she's kind of out on her own compared to all the other ones. Every dragon sort of has, like, a person. Yeah. Whereas she's just kind of eating cream buns and stuff. I do like Fafni and Makioto Takiaka. Something like that. Fafni voiced by Daisuke Ono. Yeah. Who and literally dresses exactly like his black butler character, I noticed. Yes. And Makioto is played by Yachi Nakamura. They're like... Makado is the male version of Kaiboshi. Hmm. But he likes playing video games. Yeah, he's, he's just a so when he ad- he's just a fucking he, nerd. Eventually, he works out that all these cousins that are coming to stay with her are actually dragons. Yeah, she, so keep, he she keeps using one. the weird relative excuse, like, every time. Yeah, they're all Lolitas. Well, one of them's a maid, because she did all of her research on maids by flying past some of the ones giving her pamphlets. No, she, that's why she bases her costume on them. She learns all about maids from the newfound thing, the internet. Mm, that Kaiba Oshi's like, I can't explain this to you. Google Here, it. read it on Google. Yeah. And she's like, what's a Google? It's literally the what the fuck is the internet scene from James Hunt and Bob Strike Back. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the fact that they like... 
But Fafnir's like together. a... Yeah, he's like a grouchy treasure hoarding dragon. Yeah. So he likes to play video games and just gets all the collectibles. Yeah. That, that's, that's his thing. And he, and eventually tries, he tries they to write just, his own little manga and it fails miserably. So they, they straight up just put him with Makoto. Like, can you just, like, roommate this guy? We don't know what else to do with him. And he's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Mm. We'll just play Nintendos together, have a good time. Um, so the only people getting left out here are Shota, who is voiced by Kaori Ishihara. He's mm-hmm. the small boy who's accidentally adopted Lukoa. Yeah. I'm glad he doesn't enjoy her company. No, she's a little bit much for him. She she comes on strong and he gets scared and thinks she's a succubus and run away. He's slowly getting traumatised as the series runs on. Yeah. Yeah. We um, should also probably talk about Riku. Yeah, you've got Riku, who's by um, Amiri Katou. She's... Um, she's kind of a little schoolmate. Yeah, they've got like and, a weird crush and she, thing going on. She hates her to begin with because everyone likes her, and she, like... Clearly she likes her too, because the reasons that she hates her is because you're so cute, I want to hug you. Yeah, that was in her list of that was part of her rant, yeah. And and then I like Kana's way of dealing with it. She just cries. Yeah. And so That's such a sociopath move, I kinda love it. I like I like when Kaiboshi's try and uh, not Ka- um when Toru's being like, I would have vaporized them and she's like, Ah, that worked. Hmm. Like I just I just cry on them. Cause that's my usual things aren't going the way I want. Cry. Yeah. So, but I think, you know, it's a pretty good system. Yeah. Should we go into a little bit of the episodes for season one? Sure, we can run through a bit. We've got pretty much our entire cast there. Yeah. You meet a few random people who spin around in the opening credits for some reason. They're all of the, (laughs) they're all of the, like, market people and their neighbours from the first... Apartment building. Yeah. Because they have to move apartments because there's two dragons and a girl. Yeah, but you barely see anyone except for these guys. Yeah. They're our mains. Um, so you have episode one, the strongest maid in history, Toru. Yep. Well, she's a dragon. Mm-hmm. they they got a lot of brackets. Um, we, we spoke about that one, kind of. That's the one where Kaiboshi is drunk and meets Toru in the forest, and then Toru moves in with her. Yeah. Um, every episode is, like, bits. Yeah. And little chunks of the manga kind of smooshed together to fit in a half-an-hour block. Yeah. I think my favourite part of that episode, though, is when, um, Kaiboshi goes to work and Toru is at home googling about all the different types of maids and then the two burglars try and, like, break in. And they finally manage to get the door unlocked. And there's just and an just entire a dragon face. Really right? evil dragon, one. like, staring yeah. him down. I like how before she starts Googling everything, she's like, I'll ring my buddy Lukoa and see what she would do. And she usually gives, like, a good advice. And then she'll ring Fafnir as well. Yeah. Who will be like, kill everyone, destroy everything, just burn it all to the ground. And he gives that exact same speech, like, multiple times over the phone. And she's like, she's like, what should I do? And he'll, he'll just start again. She's like, no. Just hang up. And it's like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. Alright, so then we have second dragon, Kana. Mm-hmm. We're totally spoiling here. Well, I mean, she, she appears in the end of the first episode, but she's barely in it. Yeah, because she sees Toru, like, flying around. Yeah, because she's burning clouds so the clothes on the line will dry quicker. Yeah. Which, you know, makes perfect sense. Um, she was, eg- Kana was exiled for pulling pranks in the magic world. Yeah, it's ex- it's explained so, in the manga like her being locked out of the house for misbehaving. Yeah. She, um, she blames it all on Kaiboshi because she's like, if you hadn't have stolen my friend that I wouldn't have played the prank and I wouldn't have got locked out of the house and she wouldn't have left and, like, so she tries to, like... She's really quite rude to, um, Kagoshi when they first meet. Yeah, she's great. She just, like, barges into her house and is like, you're a slut. 
Give my friend back! <laughs> you you home wrecking bitch, get out of here. So, what's it? It's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, you have episode three, start of a new life. That doesn't go well, of course. Mm-hmm. I would like to point out that that is the full name of the episode, not just me yeah, the, giving the, commentary. They're all big names. Um, this is when you meet all the other roommates in the apartment, or in the apartment complex, all the other tenants, and mm-hmm. you meet some of the other dragons at that point as well. It's, it's a lot of introductions happening. Yeah, you realise that there's like more to the world than we thought. Yeah, they flesh things out a little bit. Once and they've then, got you settled in with your main few. Yeah. And then Kana goes to school, which we just watched, like, a half movie. hour ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, in this one, she's it's, it's trying to go to school. That's, that's pretty she much goes it. to school. She played dodgeball, which gets played again later on in the series. Um, we've got... What do you think about that one? It's a very Kana-heavy episode. It's good. It's, it's She's so excited to just do, like, normal things. To do people things. Yeah. Because... The whole reason she goes to school is because she watches all the kids go to school and come home from school every morning from the balcony, and they're like, oh, do you want to do something other than be stuck inside the house? And she's like, yeah, I want to go to school. Like, but they look yeah. like they're having fun. Like, I don't want to just sit here all day. I think it's really cute. And, and she got... sits at the table and she practices her writing using all of the, like... It's all fucking junk mail and, yeah. like, homework and shit. <laughs> Imagine learning English through those fucking annoying insurance commercials. Yeah. No. I wouldn't. You'd be a sociopath immediately. Um, episode five is Tora's real world lessons. Mm-hmm. Which is... She goes to work. Well, yeah, she follows Kobayashi to work and, like, beats up her boss. Yeah. Which is Just by fun. tripping her over, like, over and over and over and over again. And yeah, because he's mean to his her friend. So yeah. she's like, I'm just going to keep... Annoying you until you like everyone thinks you're an idiot. Um, this is also the one when Kobayashi is when once she's done at work and Tora is like wandering home invisible. She sees Fafnir just standing around in the street, not sure what to do in a human world. Yeah, he's just kind of I don't know, just hanging out. It's just literally just standing on a sidewalk. She's like, "Do you need like somewhere to go?" And he's like, "I think." Yeah, that's pretty good. And yeah, they put him with the worker. Then we have episode six. Which is, um, kind of visiting her buddy, her house, um, Riku's house. Yeah. And she meets, um, her older sister. Who pretends to be a maid. Yeah. You gotta love it, of having a child that wants to do chores, right? The parents got it made. I don't know, I think that's just a very regular thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, there's, there's some... And this is the same episode where Lukoa ends up living with that poor little boy. Yeah. Um, you have the fan service episode. Um, yeah. So every slice of life anime to ever exist in the history of the universe will either have a water park episode or a beach episode. This is our beach episode. Yep. Um, it's the same as every other one you've seen. The magic. Yep, the magic. Everyone's seen that meme, I hope. The. Oh yeah, Mr. Krabs, and he gets eaten, and he screams. But yeah, it's it's the same as all the other ones, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's we've seen this a million times. We were waiting for it, like we were it's trying to work it out. Yeah. Then we have Elma comes to town, and she's not really good. Like she manages to get a job, but she can't do any of the. Work. We've all lied on resumes. She's, she's a just dragon. Li- she very lied on her resume, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't mind her. She's she sucks, but you just give her like a Twinkie and she's fine. I do like the she's Taurus. easy to deal with. I do like the Taurus. Like you smell like dragon. It's not me, dragon. Are you cheating on me? She's There's like, a lot of like, no. I hate all of you. Sometimes the dragon qualities in this show remind me of a dog. Yeah. She smells other dog on Kobayashi and gets mad. Yeah. That's exactly that same thing. And she keeps trying to feed her a tail. I know we haven't brought that up, but that's a thing. I love it, though. It's so dumb. That's something you would do. Kobayashi dealing with an over-affectionate dragon that doesn't really get it is pretty great. Anyway. Mm-hmm. We got Kana Sport Festival. Before you move on, I do want to bring up a moment without spoiling it, because it'll probably appear in a season later. Yeah. When another dragon shows up and is having, like, a big Dragon Ball Z fight with 
Toru. Because mm. um, Toru's the only one that really has, like, all her powers. Yeah, a lot of them are stunted on Earth. Kana is missing powers, but also she's younger than everyone else, so she doesn't, like, she hasn't learnt, like, perception blocking, which is a big thing they use pretty regularly. You being invisible as a fucking dragon's kind of handy. Yeah, like, so Toru has to be part of, like, high family. They're having, like, she's having this battle with another dragon, and Kobayashi's on ground level with Alma. Mm. And she's all like, you should help my friend who's getting pummeled. And she's all like, I'm not allowed to step in. I'm one of those, like, peaceful race dragons. And she just starts listing nice baked goods. Nice. As, as like, bribery. Hey, she's like, it, it works. She's like, I won't step in. And <laughs> she looks at her and goes, cream puffs, cake, pie. Like, and she just rock, goes through the list and she's like, all of this could be yours. <laughs> if you want. Yeah, which I thought was kind of fun. Again, she's you just you just give her a Twinkie and she's all set. Yeah, off she goes on a merry way. You have the sports festival, which is like Kana's school athletics carnival. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. Um, and it's that's a really cute episode. You have to admit, watching all the little kids do the racing races. Yeah, and they're like, it's a bit like um. A lot of it's also Kobayashi sort of accepting the role of being this dragon's parent, almost. Yeah. But you've also got, like, it's kind of the Incredibles because they're like, run fast, but don't run too fast. Yeah, don't literally, like, kick holes in the concrete as you go. You want to talk about that scene early on with the mugger? Yeah, I think so it's like episode like... one. No, I think it's two. It's one or two. It's super early. Um, they're going through, like, the market because that's what Koba, it's what Toru feels comfortable with. Mm. She doesn't go to the shopping center because it looks like a castle. No, she likes to go to the markets because mm-hmm. it looks like the outlying of the, like, village. Yeah, it looks like the marketplaces in her Skyrim universe. Yeah. And then this guy steals some lady's wallet and she's like, excuse me, may I please go after him? And Kobayashi's like, yeah, but don't be obvious says, about it. And and so she just destroys the entire laneway. Yeah, on and her takeoff, it, like, it does the concrete crackle that you see in, like, Dragon Ball Z and shit. Yeah. And she just launches at light speed after this dude, and he's just running. He looks back and just sees a big, happy, dumb maid face, and she just punches him into the fucking earth. I do like that no one questions it. No, they're like, yay, go! Yay, she did it. It's pretty funny. Look, the dragon's understanding of humanity is not very good. What about that other time when she's play fighting with Kana and it's full, again, like Dragon Ball Z, like energy throwing, flying yep. around, punching and shit, and she's all like, don't do that. It's like, but we saw humans do that on TV. It's like, the Matrix isn't real. <laughs> but yeah, they straight take up... it to an empty field. Like, and, that's uh, kind of nice. And it's like, no, no, no. You have to be like Kobayashi, not... Like, fucking I'm... Keanu Reeves. And they're all like, oh, my back. And they're just, like, sad. And it's... she's like, fuck you. That's probably the best, like, scene. <laughs> you can relate to everyone involved in that. No, just because they're, like, totally going at it. She goes, don't do that. Be more like me. And they're like, oh. I'm so. Oh, the pain. Oh, my back. Oh, the oh, crushing so weight of the to universe. Do. Oh, I'm hungover. She's like, fuck you guys. It's funny. This is, this is silly. Those are the, the little moments are the best in this show. Another, another really good one is um, episode 11 when they win What about the... episode 10? Well, we can't go backwards. <laughs> okay. I was doing an episode that I mean, we've gone backwards enough covering fight scenes and shit from like episode 1, 2, and 4 maybe. Fine. We have the Christmas episode. Yeah, they have their little talent show thing that they do. Yeah, they, the school puts on a talent show for, the like, a nursing home. home. Yeah. And they do the little match girl, but it's... They fuck it up. <laughs> well... Where have I seen the magic a... girl story from? Because I've seen it in another thing, but I don't know it well. It it's a very um, loose interpretation of the little match girl. For all those playing at home, the match girl is a Christmas story about a kid who's selling matches in the snow, 
and starts like using the matches to heat herself and eventually she freezes to death i think it's a shit story it's a hands it's christian one, anderson it's one of those christmas stories so you know it's either dumb they were santa the whole time or it's depressing those are your three options um yeah so they try and do that story but they fuck it up and there's like a they don't, they don't fuck it up they just very loosely interpreted it's not a cute one, too, because it's all the dragons just, like, trying to do human shit and being terrible at it. Mm. That's the magic of this show, is them just sucking. Yeah, they're, they're not great. Alright, so you want to do the New Year's one? I like that every holiday gets a special in anime. We yeah. Just, we just get thousands of Christmas episodes. Apparently, the little magical is also in, um... The Witcher. Mm. I'm sure I've seen it somewhere else. I'm literally going through the list of things that it appears in. I will come back to it. Uh, episode 11 is the New Year's That's when episode. they win the um, the blanket oh, to go around the blanket. table. I like it. Because that becomes Kotatsu. like a... It's just like a... I think it's just a warm blanket, right? Yeah. And they proceed to sit in it like all the time. You, you like lift... And they eat mandarins. You lift the top of the table and you put it down and then you put the tabletop under it and so it's like a little space heater under the thing Feel but they all they it becomes like a thing they're constantly afterwards thing because now. they're like but it's so warm i just sleep here tonight they just fine. live under this fucking blanket <laughs> and they've got to like work out who's gonna give each other the um like who's gonna go out and do stuff so yeah which is fun too because there'll be a knock at the door and Tora will be like, there's someone at the door, and Kobe will be like, you're the maid, go get it. She's like, ugh. That's good. I'm a dragon, I'm not supposed to interact with people. And she's like, you're my maid, answer the door. I, f- I feel like that's a very relatable scene for the two of us. Mm. Um, then you have Omnirice, and you hate it. Yeah. They make the omelette that you cut open and it's raw. Yeah. I... And you cry. Yeah, so for people at home. There's a whole episode about it. For those at home, have you ever seen the the omelette where they, like, run the knife down it and it just unfolds because it's not fucking cooked and it's stupid? It's that. They're cooking that. That fucking idiot food. That's so shit. Why even take the egg out of the shell you're not going to cook it? Just bite into the fucking thing like an apple, you dumb... Oh, I hate it. Runny eggs are not a thing of mine. <laughs> all right. Rubbery. I want, it, I want it to be like a fucking tire on a, on a road, all right? I do like that you wouldn't even look at me this morning when I ate my soft-boiled eggs. <laughs> you refused to come near Why me. Why even take it out of the shell? You're not gonna. You're not preparing it. I didn't it. take it out of the shell. I cooked it in the shell. An unfinished cooking egg is the same as not taking the cheese out of the plastic to put in a sandwich. It's the same as leaving I don't, I don't. the entire shrimp together when you cook with it. I don't Just eat... finish making the thing. I don't eat cheese with plastic in my in my sandwiches. You may as well. At this point, you're not finishing your egg. No, because I like real cheese. I also don't cook. This my... is also the episode where you see them originally meeting people. I also don't cook my jelly in case you were wondering. That's just cordial. Liquid jelly is just cordial, I guess. <laughs> the point is, this also has a flashback in it of. Toru, like, first appreciating humans as a thing, when she's hanging out with, like, a homeless bandit kid. Yeah. Yeah. She needs somewhere safe to hide. It's cute, but we also have never seen Toru be, like, a big, powerful dragon, because we only see her be adorable and silly in our world, and this one moment of her being... Showing humility in the other world. Yeah, but then we, don't we get see her like. But then tough. we get the next episode, which is when her dad comes to pick her up. That happens so early in the manga. I was very surprised. The order that this is in makes a lot of sense as we're watching it. It's... But fuck me, it's so off. Honestly, going through it this way, it's very um, Raven from DC. What you're talking like, fucking Trigon? Yeah. yeah. Because, like, she's, you know, she's got this family of misfits put together, and they all really like her, but she doesn't really like herself. Her dad is, you know, the master of the emperor of demise, Mm -hmm. 
who, like, is constantly trying to get her on side to do his, like, bidding and stuff. So, but it is kind of cute because Kaiba she goes in and she's like, look. You don't want him to interfere with people and you're going to take my mate away from me, you fucking hypocrite. Get out of it. Yeah. And so then they get to go meet her parents. And he's not even that wrong either. It's not like her dad's a straight up dick. He's like, you are getting attached to things with like a thousandth of our lifespan. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just go home. You've you've invaded another dimension and you're hanging out with, like, houseflies. What, what are you doing? Go home. And that's also another underlying thing in this episode is that Kobayashi's way gonna die. Yeah. Like, in, like, the dragon equivalent of an owl. Yeah. Which I'm sort of up to a point where that's getting important in the manga. Oh. When she's like, like um, where I'm up to, Kobayashi... She, she hasn't aged or nothing. It's not like I'm watching her, like, conk out. <laughs> I was instantly like, oh, she's going to No, it's not a scene of her on her deathbed with the drip and and current age. Toru's, like, trying to get her to eat tail before she goes. It's not like that. She's well, like, who knows? Maybe she eats tail and she de-ages. <gasps> and if she's been eating the tail for all this time, she wouldn't have aged as well. No, no, it's not like that. She's like, I will destroy this earth. To spend an extra second with Kobayashi. Oh. She's like, I would be good. And then she gets a head pen. She's like, I, no. I'll do, I'll do whatever it takes. Oh. They, uh, dragons love head pets, man. I love I'm that. noticing that. Head pets are good. Yeah. And then you've got the final episode, which is Valentine's Day and Hot Springs. Yeah. Which doesn't have a description on fucking Crunchyroll. Wow. Oh, no, here it is. <laughs> Toru is trying to give the love potion chocolates to Kaibashi. That is super early in the manga as well. I'm talking like third or fourth issue. It's crazy how early it is. Mm. It's like right after we meet Kana. The good news is though that Kaibashi's onto her crap like that. She knows. She knows when she's feeding her tail. She it's knows not tail when it's full though. Of love potion. Yeah, it's fucking like roofied. <laughs> yeah, but she knows mm. because Kaibashi tries to give her just a hunk of meat, and she's like, no. So then she chops it into little bits, and she's like, no. And then she's like, what if I ground it and put it inside of the things? And she's like, I'll leave it on the side of the plate. I love the way it is in this episode. Um, so she learns from the internet that you're supposed to give your Valentine's chocolate. Mm-hmm. And on the day, she goes, Kobayashi, I made you this chocolate. And she looks at it, and she don't trust Toru very much. And she she assumes it's tail, but no, it's full of roofies. Yeah. And horn, I guess it's just full of horny. Yeah. Um, and she's like, do you know what trust is, Toru? And she's like, huh? And she's like, trust is a very special thing that if you lose it, you may never get back. It's a bond between two people that'll, that could last forever or it could be gone in an instant. Do you want me to eat this chocolate? And she's like, oh, this is the wrong batch, don't worry. <laughs> I must have gave you the wrong one by mistake. My bad. She does end up eating it, though. Yeah, She be- just drinks so much booze that it doesn't do anything. No, there's booze in it. In the potion. Because yes. later on, she comes home and she sees Kana eating it. She's like, oh, it must be okay then. Clearly not thinking that there's a different immune system in a fucking dragon to you. Yeah. And then she's just, like, laying in bed having, I guess, hot flashes, but... Like, hot and bothered flashes. Yeah. I like her first movie. It's like, I gotta get away from this kid. I <laughs> lock myself in my room. Yeah. yeah, and then the joke at the end is when Toru comes home and she's all like, hooray, she ate the chocolate. It turns out the alcohol in the potion's more strong than the potion itself, and she's just a blurigerant, dumb, loud dragon. <laughs> but that speech about trust is, like, pretty funny. But they, they go just, to the... They've been together. They've been hanging out for over a year now. She's like, I don't fucking trust you for a minute, mate. I'm onto you. Yeah. But she gets to... um, They go to the hot springs and she ends up buying her, like, actual chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, like, a cute little hot springs thing. Yeah. Because the whole gang goes and they sort of bond a bit. But that's the thing. By the it's time... It's a cute way to finish this season, I guess. Yeah. Especially after the big fucking father dragon thing. It, it literally did the reason I go to these things in the first place. You got the dark existential sad shit, and then it's like, all right, let's uh, 
let's do the chaser. Let's cl- cleanse our palate with like adorable hijinks. So I'm like, fuck yeah, that's why I'm here, baby. Yeah. It's, it's cute. It's got enough that it's like, oh no, but it's still good. Yeah, and it, it never gets too fanservice either. Even though I just said someone loved potions and that huge tit of dragons trying to hassle that poor and you young the boy. Beach one. The beach one's not... more depressing than fun because they just start like reminiscing about family and then they go and fish off the side of Toru's in full dragon out at sea, just kind yeah, of like fine. bobbing on the water. That's not good. But a lot of the fan services played off as um, Kobayashi going, ugh, dragons are fucking shit. Yeah. It's it's a nice, like, even level of stuff. Well, it's, it's, it's a good, subtle, slice of life jam, huh? Yeah. What would you rate it? Um, like a seven. It's yeah. the spoonful of sugar that helps medicine go down. It's very cute, but at the same time, it's not like... It gives you substance as well. It's not like fucking banana or something. Yeah, see that's what I did true. There? Take shots of your banana. I did see that. <laughs> Alright. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's nice and easy, but it's also not devoid of shit either. Yeah. You you can get multiple things out of it. Yeah. I, I like it. Um, any final thoughts? Um... Do you think you'll read the series? Either volume three or four, it starts being different adventures. I don't know. Like, it know. gets through the animated series after a while. I don't... I think you like it more than I do. Like, I enjoy watching it with you, but I'm not sure it's one of those ones that I'm going to go out of my way for. But mm. I'm also currently dealing with uh, um, a very intense addiction. And so my brain is very focused on one thing at the moment. Oh, right. Well, yeah, we've been, as a podcast, reading all of the Sam and Slim books pretty voraciously. For a second, I thought you were literally talking about binging with Babish, and you were like, that's all I want, right? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good, too. If you have some time, go on a YouTube, watch a binging with Babish, and go out and get Sam Manslin. Hmm. Because we, we need sh- more of that. I'm sure we'll end up covering it. We should cover it before, like, a proper movie gets announced, so we're in the bag. So we like have- we did with fucking Thanos. <laughs> so we have until August... Who, who are we kidding? It'll get delayed or cancelled. Or it'll become a musical. No, that's the new Side book. story, no, no, everyone. That's the new book. Uh, yeah, but that's not a movie announcement. No one cares about books. Yeah, but I care about it. We care, but we're odd. We are odd. Um, we're sorry. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Do you want to move on to homework before we... Uh, do you have any thoughts or are we moving on? Yeah, we can move on. Dragons. This is a show about them. <laughs> They've existed before this show. Do you, what? do you have a favourite dragon is what I'm getting at? Oh. Preferably in pop culture, I guess, because this is a nerd podcast. It is a nerd podcast. Um, yeah, what, do you have a favourite? I don't know a favourite. It took me a while to work it out, but I do have a favourite. Because okay. a lot of dragons I don't care for. I struggle with fantasy that doesn't take place in, like, modern day or realistic circumstance. No, oh, see, I'm, you know I'm all I mean? about the fantasy. See, I prefer, like, the Skullduggery Pleasant ver- version, which is everything's there, you just have to look for it in real life. Mm. The secret war kind of crap. If you're already, like, hanging out in the fucking Hobbit town, and you're throwing rings and shit into volcanoes and stuff, I've, 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 you've lost me because it's not... It's not escapism if it's not here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that, that's for me. So, I struggle with a lot of dragons. The There's a few good ones. You've obviously got, like, a Spyro. He's, he's fun. Yeah. I can't think of any of my other runner-ups. I have a favourite dragon. He's who you would go to when things get rough. Hey, John! Yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot he was a fucking dragon for the longest yeah, I, time. Is, is he a dragon? Yes, he's a big cheeseburger-faced-looking dragon. Hey, John, stuff. Where you go when things get rough? Hat job, puffin stuff. You can't do life, can't do enough. He's literally the best political figure in the world. Yeah, he's the best mayor. What? Yeah, what mayor puts himself on the fucking line with the police themselves? He's ready. He's in. Yep. I mean, he's, he's, dedi- he's, he's dedicated little, to his people. He's a little easily tricked. They enter into <laughs> that talent show, and she sings a song about oranges. 
Look, he's not perfect, but he's doing his best, and I appreciate that. He is that. doing his best. And I like that he is just a cheeseburger with googly eyes on top of a green body. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need, baby. We should watch that. I'm sure it doesn't hold up from my youth. It doesn't, do, but now it's I funny because like, it's so shit. <laughs> see, I remember the fact that the VHSs used to come in a double case. Yeah, I remember that shit too, man. Well, my cases had googly eyes on them. Oh, what? Did your cases have googly eyes on them? No, man. Because it's probably where my affliction for googly eyes comes from. Here's the thing that proves my age, alright? HR Buff and stuff had already come and gone before I was a child. It had come and gone before I was a child. But, here's the thing. It was in like a $2 bin at Video Easy. Might have been Civic. Might have been Civic Video. And mum and dad gone, oh, I remember this stupid shit from when I was a kid. Our stupid shit kid will like it. So they got it out of the dollar bin. Oh, and no. it was one of those ones where it's like, we're not even going to rent it because we don't want it. You know, that bucket. That's okay. where that's where it comes from for me. See, this was the case of one of mine. Clearly pay attention to Ooh. the 3D googly eyes on my VHS tape. Oh, la la, googly eyes. I'm pretty sure that my mum would still have them somewhere too. <laughs> but it was really funny because it was one of those tapes where it still had the clear case over it. So it looked like someone had stretched cling wrap over the top of someone's face because he had these eyes that used to like poke out of the clear cling wrap uh, over yeah. the top of him. It was really terrifying. I loved it. I'll have to ask mum if I Is he your favourite dragon or is it like Mushu or something? Well, see, when you originally asked me about my favourite dragon... For like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. (laughs) Yep. I... Do you remember me asking you about the two-headed dragon? Vaguely. Okay. Well, I had to research it because I couldn't remember what it was from. It's not my pick. Oh. But I need to... It's a blue-eyes white dragon but two of them. No. It's Devon and Cornwall from the quest for Camelot. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It was a 1998 film. And, I'm and waiting it was over basically to see. like the King Arthur. I have to refresh my page because it's gone weird. Oh shit, I know a good contender for you. Oh yeah? Yeah, one I didn't even think of at the time. Uh, Bobble. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know. That looks like one of those movies that went straight to VHS and were hoping parents would mistake it for a Disney film. It's a cold film. Yeah, like Anastasia. I also like Fullcore. Yeah, bo- from... Bobble. You know from Puzzle Bobble? Well, he's pretty cute. He's a chubby little guy. Yeah. I like Fullcore from, um, oh, what film is he from? Neverending Story. Yeah, he, but he looks like a dog. Yeah, but he is a dragon. <laughs> Barely. He's, he's a doggo. I don't know. I like dragons. I'm looking around this room and Tori is the only dragon I've got for reference. <laughs> I didn't like Pete's dragon. No, I don't like Pete. Yeah, a dragon named Elliot. I'm not taking seriously. Well, you can go and What about the... The only other dragon I can think of is the chess dragon from that one episode of Aquitaine Hunger Force. Mm. Again, dragons are way not my forte. But HR Puff and stuff hangs out with that little boy in a flute. And they fuck up that witch, man. Get her. There, there are a lot of dragons and stuff that we watch, though. You've got, like, Maleficent... And Mushu. You're just naming Disney and... dragons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was also... Do you remember... There was a show on the ABC... And it Jane had, like, a lot... No, there was Jane and the Dragon, That's which is also a good ugly one. CG. Everyone Google Jane and the Dragon or no, whatever it's called. Jane's it was, Dragon. It was... There was a lion and a dragon and a panda and something else. And they were giant, like, puppet things. That was a good one. And I'm now <laughs> going to look for it. Best of luck. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Magic Mountain or something? Is this not... No, I'm thinking of a hot Magic water. Mountain! Is it a hot water bottle? Is that... No. Whoa, I'm... shit. I'm getting like a fucking nostalgia blast. Yeah! It's like a brain blast, but it makes me dumber. Oh, there's a turtle. Oh, God. <gasps> there's trailers and clips. All right, before this becomes a bonus episode about... What is it in the Magic Kingdom... No, Magic Mountain. All right, before it becomes that, I would like to say thank you for listening to our <gasps> podcast. Oh, it has good people in it too. Please like and subscribe and listen to some old episodes. You know how it is. You know how it goes. Listen for our upcoming episode on Magic Mountain. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, I'm joined by my producer, Kirstine. I've been... See? 
he had a good dragon. Do you know the dragon's name? Dragon? Oh, fuck, creative. I've been your host, Toby Apollo. I hope you have a good week, and we will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Uh, I like dragons. I know.